Welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. Why so many traders fail? So, if the question that is a question for tonight, guys, if you know you were to guess, like Reed, what comes to mind initially when you hear that, like that question? What comes to mind? Yeah. I immediately think of the statistic that, you know, 90% of traders lose 90% of their account in 90 days, within 90 days. That's always like my go-to thought when I hear like, oh, this person stopped trading or they failed at trading, you know, something along those lines. I think of statistics. Yeah. Stats. I mean, that's going to be a question. There's many, there's not one answer for this question i think it, it has a lot to do with where the person's at um we were just talking about how i was watching a documentary on the whole GameStop debacle and how melvin capital big hedge fund they took a seven billion dollar hit on that particular trade that one trade guys these big guys big guys swinging it out you know they failed as a, they're failed failed as a trader for their own reasons. You know were they over leveraged? I don't know. Were they, weren't they not uh, um, diversified? So yeah, going back to the stat that Reed was sharing that the ninety 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 rule ninety percent of the traders lose ninety percent of their money in the first ninety days of trading. This is a quote from Marcus Height Coletter of Rockwell Trader, probably butchered his name, but it's okay. Um, he put this out uh, last year, last year in the in the markets when there was a spike of a lot of traders or people going into the markets for the first time, you know, and, and talking about how a lot of them just made the, what do you call, made the decision impulsively almost just jumped on the bandwagon like oh everyone else is doing it let me try it you know so he kind of concluded with that that stat it's very interesting you know and so like what when we hear that stat it's like oh dude why should we even bother then why do you even continue to trade if that's the stat because for those 10 percent guys i mean th- this is a gr- concrete stat you know this is like a generalization we're gonna kind of kind of uh um give a more That's accurate stat up. yeah yeah so for those 10 percent of people who are still trading they're profitable they're living a a great lifestyle um you know they're they're more mature as investors they're doing well they're they even grow it to billion dollar funds um you know so that's why these traders continue to chug on even despite this this um conclusion that this guy gave you know and so with that here's an interesting stat that um reed found you know, shout out to Baby Pips because they kind of put this nice graphic together. But what you're going to see, guys, on the screen um, is 
this chart that babypips.com put together um, it's it's a profitable versus unprofitable accounts so what they did was take a good um, what do you call good batch of, of accounts from all these big big brokers these big um, companies you know such as El Toro forex.com FXCM FX Pro Oanda uh, Swiss quote, you know, you got all these intra trader, all these uh, brokers, and they're they're giving them baby pips, their status like, hey, out of the traders that's currently under our brokerage, we see twenty four percent that actually con consistently make money, you know, and that leaves seventy five percent who don't make money. They're unprofitable. And this is an interesting stat. I don't know how recent this was, Reed. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't know how recent it was either. But it, it what I like about this or what I get from it is like it's not 90% of traders that actually fail. It's still high up there though. Like 83% on that first one, Admiral Markets, showing 83% are unprofitable. Yeah. But then you have other ones where it's like 50% of their traders are profitable so i mean just a wide range there yeah so it kind of if this one this chart is more accurate than that first uh quote we shared um because it's coming from the actual brokers and you know they're the ones who keep track of everyone's accounts and this is a really good eye-opening stat you know it's just showing that that we this game isn't super um, tilted against us it's we're able to be successful in this game we're able to cr uh, turn over a profit you know and so these are this is like a pr that proof that everyone's doing and so I just found the article um, date this was back in 2019 so prior pandemic so okay. if we were to add in 2020 here, they're probably the um, unprofitable would be a little bit more bigger, I think. Huh? Um, maybe, maybe they got the YOLO to get lucky with their. Well, that too, right? You're gonna have the outliers who did make a big return. Now, 2019 is a good year to get stats like this. Yeah, yeah, this was. I think it's a. It wasn't. 2019 it wasn't a time where there was a big crash it wasn't like a bubble it was like solid trading i don't think there are any current wars at the time um businesses are doing good growth lots of economy growth so it was a good year so everyone should be making money if anything this chart should be like a lot of people should be making more money during that time you know And so That's why do many traders fail? We have, um, you know, I wanted to put together some a scenario for you guys that, you know, maybe it could be relatable. So we have trader A, right? And we want to talk about like just this scenario that, you know, he has a steady career and then he stumbles across trading through social media. And he follows, a, he starts following a few trading accounts on Instagram and then the main thing that catches his attention is that how much money those guys are making. They're just posting profits, riding private jet. They got the Bentley. They got the the nice 
flashy cars and all that, right? Going on vacation. You know, while this guy, Trader A, he's, he's you know, at a, job, a solid career making 70K a year, you know, and this guy is expecting his first child, right? And so through scrolling through social media, he's like, you know what? I, I got to create some extra income for this child. And so he, he decided to start trading, right? And he started, he Googles how to open a trading account, right? After seeing, you know, scrolling through and seeing enough of these these social media people, I'm like, dude, I need to get me a piece, right? So if I Googles it, Fidelity, Robinhood pops up. He's like, you know what? Boom, I heard everyone talking about Robinhood. Let me go jump on. Start opening up account. And he did this within like the five, 10 minutes, dude. Opens an account, puts in his info. Boom, he deposits $1,000 in this account right off the bat. No, even tell his wife. He's like, yeah be rich i watch i'm gonna come back with dollars dollars for her right so he has the account loaded but he's like okay now what what stocks do i buy google's again he turns to google what stocks do i buy takes him down the rabbit hole and all these forums all these things and so he ends up deciding to buy you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna buy three hundred. He has a thousand dollars. He's gonna. He decided to go buy um, three hundred dollars of a blue chip stock, so like an Apple or Google, okay. And he's like, you know what? And then I'm just gonna buy with a, a, another three hundred dollars. I'm gonna go buy a cheaper stock, right? Something as like a dollar per share. And so he just he just uh, deployed his money. And every day, hour by hour, he's pulling up the phone, checking, refresh, refresh. And, you know, after a large market move, he notices his, his accounts, his trades are down 10%. Then he, he notices like, oh, stock is cheaper. Apple's cheaper. I can go buy some more. And so what he does is he just puts in and buys more both stocks despite that they're down, you know, with hopes and dreams of, of making um, a big return. And so within a few hours after a big announcement, you know, market goes up. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, right? I'm doing it. And then after that, the, the, the next day, the market closes up, then it comes and then the mar market opens the next day and it goes down 45%. He freaks out, sells everything in hopes of saving whatever money he has left, you know? And so with this trader A, like for one, this isn't, this is a, um, you know, it's not so common or no, you know, we, we kind of hear Very stories common. like this. Yeah, it's a common, yeah. common story. Sometimes we sometimes we know the people who do who went exactly through this. Um, but let's pick this apart. I want you know I, we came up with a scenario so that we can actually look at it from a third person view from a trader and figure out okay what happened here. You know how do we dissect what happened with the trader A. Why did he blow his account, essentially, you know? And so what was Trader A missing? Lack of experience, 
knowledge and discipline. Um, he was so quick to pull the trigger after Googling and he just dove in, you know, his, his account was loaded and he uh, just went and bought the thing he found. He's, it was like he made decisions as if he was a grocery store, you know? <laughs> dollar signs. That's what he was thinking. He's seeing dollar signs instead of actually figuring out what he was doing, right? Not um, aware of the current market conditions. That's a key thing. Was the stocks that he bought, were they trending up? Were they trending down? Were they consolidating? Uh, was it a right around the corner from earnings? Was it um, a big interest rate meeting that was going to happen? Right? Were we going to war? That wasn't in the question. And then An edge. Proven edge. That, that's a good one because Trader A was just Googling a bunch of stocks to buy. He wasn't doing any actual research. I mean, he would consider that a research, but research comes edge to that edge. Any market. Impulsive decision making. Well, that's that's something, right? Um, making decisions on the dime, just like boom. Make. I mean, it's good to make decisions, right? But is it wise? You know, if you're if you're in the market to trade to um, survive long term, be a pro con constantly profitable trader, you're gonna learn that impulsive decision making isn't always best because where does that come from, right? The stem of impulsiveness is our emotions. And when we let our emotions take control, we don't always make the best decision, especially with, with trading. Following the herd mentality. Oh, so-and-so is uh, buying this. So I'm just going to go buy it. Yeah. Um, um, or my coworker who never trades before, he bought this, so I'm going to go buy that. Um, oh, I saw this this article on the news on CNBC or um, Kramer says, so Yahoo Finance, you know, the latest thing, golf course indicator, right? <clears throat> oh, my buddies are talking about it on the golf course. We'll go get it. Say again? No, so, you know, just I'm just throwing out examples on this, this following the herd mentality, right? My, my buddies yeah. out there on the golf yeah. course are talking about yeah, this crypto. Yeah, yeah. And this kind of ties it back to that initial stat that we're talking about or that initial quote, 90% of traders lose 90% of their money in the first 90 days. And it, um, like the whole idea of that is like, okay, Maybe in order to be successful, maybe just don't follow the 90%. <laughs> don't what are follow. the 10% doing? Yeah. What is the 10% doing? No risk management. No low. 
YOLO. He uh, Trader A went half, half and half, fifty percent risk on each trade. Bang bang. Reminds me of Vegas. Fifty <laughs> percent risk per trade. Um, that isn't a good number. That's too big. But at, and then also, he, he didn't know how to manage it while the trade was open, while he had positions in. What is the next, right? You're going to, your entry, your um, time of looking for entry or entering the market is so short compared to the time if you're going to plan to hold it, you know, depending on the strategy. If you're swinging or trend following or buying, holding or long-term investing, what are you going to do during that time when you're actually holding the stock or forex or position, right? What questions are you, what's going through your mind at the time? He, Trader A did not think about any of that. He spent all his time figuring out what to buy, what to enter in instead of, oh, how do I manage? Now I'm in, how do I manage it? How do I ensure that my risk isn't too big, but at the same time, I keep a door open for big profits? This is a big one. This is yeah. a big one. Yeah, take it away, bro. <laughs> yeah, abandoning a proven edge because of a few losses. Well, unfortunately, the market occasionally rewards bad habits, which is like yellowing or following the crowd. Some people make it, get a lot of money. And then the market also punishes good habits, which means the times where you stick to the plan, no matter what, you're going to lose. And you, you're sticking to your plan 100% of the time, but you're going to lose because it's just the randomness of the market and the market's uncertain. The market... Uh, punishes good habits and make it very hard for a beginner trader to go through. So it leads to traders abandoning a proven edge. You can learn from the all-time greats, but if you have no faith in that edge, they abandon it. Uh, new traders will abandon it and jump from strategy to strategy until they have a reflection on if they were journaling properly, have a reflection on it and look back that, oh, that edge was profitable. And then, you know, sometimes that could take years for a trader to realize that, but it can be detrimental to new traders who really can't under or don't understand that the market is uncertain. And it's always gonna be uncertain. There's always gonna be a level uncertain of uncertainty and your edge will mitigate that percentage. Yeah, I want, <clears throat> want to touch base on that, abandoning the edge and approach during um, a losing season, you know, um, many, like, I think I, I've gone through that a little bit because during my time of trying to figure out, okay, how do I <clears throat> find a um, trading approach that could make me money? And then I go purchase a, a, a system or whatever out there and they tell you okay this is expected 40% win rate 
right? You know, those guys already did their research and they compiled this system for you and all you do is plug and play, you just follow the rules. When when I was starting out, like so for for a long time I was so focused on entry, exit, like where's the best time to enter, when's the best time to exit, and then how much money is it gonna make me? Rather than okay, how does this system perform during low volatile markets, high volatile markets, um, trending markets, consolidating markets, how much do I risk during those times? Do I increase my my risk or exposure during those trending markets? Do I not? You know, all those different questions you start learning as you go through the journey. Um, but I was quick, I was quick, I'm like, Especially with like setting up my chart up, you know, I'm like, okay, I'll throw this indicator on. Let me start with some EMAs and oh, let me throw on the RSI. Let me throw that um, Bollinger Band on. Let me throw this. Oh no, it's not working. I, I, I do it for a week and then jump on to the next. I'm like, oh, this one looks better. So I would have, I have all these different layouts saved on my chart and I would just cycle through them. Nothing would be consistent. You know, and when even though I journaled, I would jot down, I wouldn't, I never noticed that. I mean, that I never documented that. Okay, I changed my chart setup this week, I changed this, you know, and so that was me abandoning my approach or my um, setup and not being consistent because at the same time, you do need data. You need to be doing something consistently for a good amount of time in order for you to get data. And then that'll tell you way better than any indicator out there that, okay, this is what you've been doing um, wrong or this thing that you're doing, this habit needs to be corrected and then it should help with your trading, you know? And so that whole jumping to the next thing, uh, quickly will just like almost reset your documentation you know it won't give you good solid data just wanted to add that oh yeah that's solid now i would love to add even more because it's so key like about a oh am i frozen all right you're good cool. now. no like um the questions you're asking man that that's so big right there because we don't know how we're doing if we're not asking the right questions. You know, the quality of life is dependent on the quality of questions we ask. And I think that's the trading, uh, trading and data, they go hand in hand with that question. You know, like what statistics are you actually gathering? Not just a win uh, loss ratio, a return risk ratio. We need to see like, okay, how is this return risk rate risk ratio in a consolidating market in a trending market on this pair on that pair you know that those are the questions that we need to find out to actually have that proven edge like gathering all that data that's what's so important because i really at the bottom of it all i really believe that all strategies out there are pretty pretty successful like it can be successful if there's enough data for the trader and it just depends it's dependent on the trader for which strategy fits them but yeah, that's all I'll say about the edge, man. Yeah, I mean, they always say there's a million ways to make a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
<clears throat> that's true. I mean, there's there's so many. That's what makes the market. You have all these different people approaching the market with different strategies. Some are short term, some are intraday, all day, swing, whatever. And so they come together and they find an edge. Um, and that's what what's so great about the market. You know, we me and Reed can be opposite sides on a on a particular trade, and we'll still both make money or we'll both lose money. <laughs> but we know that okay, if we're gonna lose, we're only gonna lose an X amount of money, a certain amount of money, a percentage, um, because we have that built into our system, you know, and psychologically we're ready for that. If we get stopped. Okay, that's one in the bag. I mean, one on uh, to document and then um, move on. You know, or if we have to take a break, and the like maturity of of how we've grown or we've seen you know every other person that goes through this journey, the maturity of their mindset is so different from um, when we first started. You know, myself included. Like, if I was to find my old self and and give them one piece of advice, it'd be uh, I don't even really, know what I would tell myself. Just keep trading. Yeah, You'll patience. learn more. Just keep trading. <laughs> I think it would be patience, man. Yeah. For me. Because that reverberates in regular life too, right? Patience with our spouse, patience with our with situations, patience with outcomes, everything. Yeah, I mean, outside of trading, I'm I'm a patient guy, but for whatever reason, I rush to that feeling. You know, I I wanted that adrenaline rush per se that you, I would get from gambling. You know, yeah. and so that was my downfall. That's that's the psychological side right there. Yeah. Like wanting to be in a trade. Yeah. Get more into that in another topic. <laughs> that one's you can deep dive that one. Just that off of that specific fact alone. Like why do I want feel that urge to get into the market? Like like I'm gambling and there's a whole psychological chapter on it. Hopefully you guys found value if you're watching this on the recording. Uh, feel free to take notes, drop us a DM. Um, yeah, we're always open, guys. Um, but yeah, in, in that note, you know, say hi to the loved ones, spend time with them, give them a big hug, and um, have a great night, guys. Cheers.